Hey everyone, before we get started with today's episode, I have a quick announcement. We're doing Life's But a Song live! It's a live episode where I got some besties of the pod together to come and sing a song from one of their episodes. So on Sunday, February 19th at 4pm, come on down to see Life's But a Song live at the Lori Beachman Theater here in New York City! Tickets are $15. There's a $25 food and drink minimum. There's a link also in my Instagram bio with all of this information. But yes, come on down to see us sing and perform. And, you know, also celebrate the podcast. And it's also my birthday. Yes, it's my Bobby birthday this year. So come on down to the Lori Beachman Theater, Sunday, February 19th at 4 p.m. here in New York City. And... On with the episode. Previously on Life Spot a Song. I usually have my guests pick things, but this time I was like, Sierra, I want to do a three episode arc with you. And you said, Where do I where do I say where do I sign? So yes. And you were the god. You were saying we are we are watching this, we are we are talking about this, <laughs> we're researching this. And Gene exactly. Kelly is in two of these movies and that Gene we're going to be talking Kelly. about. They are all connected and all, connected. all will be made, uh, all points will be connected, dotted and everything at the end of the, the next two episodes. So clear um, as mud. Yes. Let's put a song so you can sing along with a special guest star two. Or two. Like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. Song, yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song's Second Chance Theater, where we recover a topic but with a new guest. I'm your host, John, and if you listened to the last episode, you know who my guest is. It's Sierra Ryan. I mean, Hello. also, if you looked at the description of the episode, you know who it is. You but know. if you're like me and you just click to the next one and don't think about it, that's it's Sierra. Woo! Hello. And we're here to recover Xanadu. 1980 movie classic it's a classic. I don't care what anyone says. I love this movie. Uh, <laughs> the previous episode was uh number 124 and the guest on that one was krista kimimoku wong Mm -hmm. god i hope i said her name right because i (laughs) fuck it up every time she's on the episode krista if you're listening i am so sorry if i fucked it up and if i didn't then yay go me um okay so usually with these obviously like i said my mantra is like my guests pick the topic and everything but i picked this because Drum roll, please, everyone. Or, or, (laughs) down to earth. What is the basis of this movie? (laughs) For better or for worse? For better or for worse? Well, okay. So, sort of, sort of watching down to earth. And like, I've seen that, I've seen Xanadu a handful of times. I don't know how many, maybe 20 at this point. (laughs) It's more than a handful. Two handfuls, two handfuls. And, and and two feetfuls. Yes. Um, watching Down to Earth, this made more sense, mm-hmm. right? Of where it like, came from. What I mean, we 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 didn't like <laughs> Down to Earth, basically. Yeah. Um, but the plot points and details that 
the writers of Xanadu decided to pluck out of that to yeah. create this other thing that questions things. Um, yes. It makes sense. It, it makes, makes sense. Like, oh, okay. Got it. It's, it's so, the same setting-ish of, of a god coming down to Earth to inspire something. Right. And so I had some this, sort of success. I had this moment last episode where I asked you, we, we talked about um, how Rita Hayworth's character, Terpsichore, comes up with the name Kitty. Kitty. And I had a realization that they name Olivia Newton John's character Kira because of that. They wanted Kitty, the same Kira. Yeah. sounding. Because when they go to heaven question mark when basically when Sonny Malone played by Michael Beck goes skates headfirst into the mural into the wall which makes the wall. sense if you've seen the movie it doesn't if you haven't seen the movie but yes. no I think it makes sense when we're describing it so <laughs> yeah. he heads he skates straight first into this mural where the muses come out of uh and he is all of a sudden on Mount Olympus or heaven or someplace who knows he's yeah. he's in a void basically yes. And in that scene, I think it's that scene, they Kira almost says her real name. Terps. She says Terps. So Yeah. Huzzah. Huzzah. Here we are. Yep. Um same idea. But you get your Gene Kelly I in his last Gene role. Kelly. Yes, his last major movie role. I think he did a couple of television things like right okay. after this, but yeah. Um and I had seen this movie in my Gene Kelly you know marathon mgm musical you know teen years and wait is this your first time like rewatching it since yes then? yes because oh. i because when i was younger i loved the gene kelly moments and then all this weird 70s shit happened and i was just uh -huh. like i don't get it i this is uh, i don't get it uh oh let me I think I might have fast forwarded until I saw Gene Kelly again and then was like, oh, there he is. You know, that kind of, that kind of Wait, thing. Wait, now or back then? No, back then. Okay. In my older, more appreciative uh, maturity, I understand the wondrous ham and cheese and glitter. <laughs> and I totally agreed with Krista on the costumes and the highlighting and just the fabulousnesses of everything that i mean yeah. their the muses looks in this one it was of the time yet in late 70s early 80s a lot of women's wear yeah. was drapey and yeah. a lot of it was inspired by grecian right though it, right. Made, yeah, it made sense, sense. It made very much sense yep exactly. um so it was, it was nice for me to revisit stuff and to remind myself, oh, okay, you know, I watched it because Gene Kelly's name was on the the, the cover of, of the uh -huh. uh, of the blockbuster video, um, but but now I can appreciate it with with other eyes and more like understanding, like oh, that's who Olivia Newton John was. I don't think I even knew who the bleep she was. <laughs> um, so yeah, and they. You know? I, I don't think we really talked about this last time. There's a lot of things that I was listening to that, I, that we didn't talk about because mm -hmm. that wasn't where that conversation was going. Right. Cause some of these, sometimes, you know, there are things I want to say. And then in the heat of the moment, I forget because we're having such a great conversation. 
Uh, but that time we covered everything I think I wanted to cover. This mm-hmm. time I want to do, I do want to talk more about Gene Kelly. Okay, cool. Not because it's you, but because I really like him in this movie. He's he's like, he's, he's this wonderful, old, but positive energy kind of guy. And he still has that wonderful smile and he's he's nostalgic and he's like he I'm retired a fine name for a bum and he's you know lip syncing on his clarinet on the beach when we and, see him and I agree and after I love it so how did this get made is like my comfort thing yeah. to listen to yeah. and so after re-listening to their Xanadu episode again and again and again <laughs> I agree with all of them that Gene Kelly hated Michael Beck. <laughs> because there was that scene with them on the beach oh you could tell he's just like like he's gene kelly first of all gene kelly looks amazing i don't know how old he's in this movie 60 maybe 50 70 i'll have to see when he died because he died a couple years after this i don't know yeah he looks the same Mm mm-hmm I, if you told me that all they did was gray his hair and add some crow's feet, I'd be like, yes, that's exactly okay. what yeah, they that's did. What he is. That's what he is. And he is, I I understand your appeal. Like, I, I think, I think I've said this on former episodes, but this time I really get it. Yeah. You know, he's charming. I did hear on, again, on the, on the How Did This Get Made episode that like the dance with him and, Olivia Newton-John, mm-hmm. like he choreographed it and he would only do it on a closed set with like him, her, and like a few other people. Right. Yeah. So yeah. maybe, and, maybe, but you know, and that's a little yeah. into like my, my isms with him. But I but think like, also Olivia Newton-John was probably a little nervous about dancing with oh, of course. Kelly and it's just like, okay, let's just make sure that that's, that's an understandable, you know, make it, make it less about, you know her proving to anyone else and i i i think it was very charming okay. i think it was very charming that in that duet that they had where there's a call and response dance kind of thing where one person does a little dance and the other person mm-hmm. mimics it gene kelly is mimicking olivia newton john not the other way around so you are comparing him to her not her to him so okay. it's a lovely kind of like graceful way of of giving her the power in terms of setting the choreography and then he just mimics it and, and then also a, yeah a, a testament to his capabilities as a dancer yeah to be like i want to make you comfortable i want to make this you look is good i want to make you comfortable you set it this I'm is your movie i understand that exactly yeah and like i really appreciate him and you could tell <sighs> I mean, I hope he had fun. <laughs> I do too. Overall, not just probably... that one scene, but like I know. Oh, that 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 weird ass shopping montage that they oh went on. Oh my god, I I just that one broke my head a little bit <laughs> when I was just like, oh god, I blocked this whole scene out of my head. Where he literally watched it, walks under the, through, legs, under the legs, <laughs> and I did like watching. I mean, it was kind of a pinball wizard you know esque you know world that he was in um i did like my favorite uh outfit combo of his was very brigadoon it was the um the purple plaid hat and i think a matching vest or something like that and i was like oh oh keep that one i like that one i really liked the one when he was in the pinball yes where he had 
the gray plaid suit and like the uh-huh. purple uh pink shirt mm. well there's are we also... ta- wait are we talking about the same place the same one no i was just uh, sort of i don't know uh, there was one it's the, it was you in know, the... the montage where he's just changing outfits yes. i hated the cowboy outfit no cowboy outfits appealed to me in this movie even the one olivia wore at the end i was like no next eh. i also um, don't understand why they they needed that i mean uh, i do understand that it was like it's out of the ordinary for him to ever wear that well i mean they also didn't really have a script so they had a pad time somehow and that's why we get the animated number right because of because they did it afterwards and they were like yeah and i but i also loved that one of the outfits that he was wearing is a very i think it was the light pastel uh uh, plaid or or pinstripe outfit looked very much like an outfit that he wore um, in Take Me Out to the Ball Game with uh, um, Frank Sinatra. The two of them wear this, you know, with a kind of straw hat, kind of turn of the century look. It's very cute, very cute. Um, a lot of but, callbacks in this movie, obviously. But yeah, he he has a lot of like great moments. I wish he got to sing more. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he sings. Um, oh crap! What is it called? Whenever you're no, yes, he's part of whenever you're away from me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like I get it that this is ELO and um, Olivia Newton-John is is the rising star because this is her second movie after or second big movie after Greece and everything. Yeah. Michael Beck is whatever, but <laughs> and dubbed again, I think. And uh, no, yeah. he doesn't nope. sing. He does. Oh, that's right. He has. The one time concept of a voice happening above uh, around him. Yeah. Okay. Suddenly, so we're, ju- right? we're jumping to suddenly when they're in <laughs> this movie is wild. They're in the recording studio, studio? that yeah. is, that has pop-up set pieces from that a come up from hub. the ground. From a central hub though. There's a central hub that they press a button and the, these set pieces come up from the ground and then there's like steam because there's a train moment or like or like they're flown in from the sky magically and michael beck and olivia newton john fly at one point because they're on roller skates um but like that's the moment that it should have been their lip syncing or they're singing they're singing i i appreciated that sequence because it was very uh don lockwood showing um kathy selden around the set in um singing in the rain where it was, yeah. um, I think it was "You Were Meant for Me." I think that that song. It was very much like that. Like let's let's this. What I said. What I thought was like okay. So we have this muse who is making her own magic, and then we have this human man who is an artist, and he's like, "Let me show you my magic, the movie magic, where I can hit a button and magical things happen." And, you know, it's that kind of thing. And I really, I, I am a little vocal about how much I disliked La La Land because it failed so magnificently about (laughs) making an homage to movies like Singing in the Rain and the MGM musicals. It, it just didn't do what it set out to do. Um, but this sequence in Xanadu did everything that La La Land tried and on skates and on skates my goodness yes so that's your knowledge by the way what was gene kelly 
ever in another movie that centered around skate skating skates or like did a dance that on skates yes there's a movie called it's always fair weather and there's a whole sequence where he sings a song and dances a song uh called um i like myself Uh, can it be i like myself okay she likes me so i like myself and he is on skates and he's skating throughout a uh up and down a street with with cars and people you know stopping to watch and and it's a beautiful sequence where he's where he's on skates so he definitely knew how to how to be on a skates okay because watching yeah. him at the end you're like you are the one that's most comfortable on skates because like he, yeah olivia He's newton john that. and michael beck really just like go forward <laughs> and then circles circles and there's a moment where i i, I when it's um magic when they're mm-hmm. in what will become xanadu i feel like that's a skating double <laughs> maybe she does some pretty good like arabesque kind of one one legged but i don't things. think that's olivia newton the, but the point i'm trying to get across is like they have a lot of shadow over her face yeah. and yeah. i feel like it's that we're hiding the double it, there could have been a couple of of shots in there yeah but yeah but gene kelly yeah he's he just like fred astaire and ginger rogers he they all did a a, a sequence um separately obviously but they they've done sequences dancing on roller skates it's one of the coolest kind of things i've never seen anyone dance on roller blades but i've seen roller skates well because roller skates i feel like you have balance yeah you have dynamics you can actually you know move your foot a little bit more yeah you can do the choreography that is the end of this movie yeah so that was (laughs) that was definitely a uh highlight to see him on skates again and there's that wonderful moment where just you know talk about filling up the the script there's danny is just looking in the mirror and playing with his face and making faces and he's like oh you're getting old boy and i was just like oh gee oh yeah danny mcguire i know (laughs) remember that name folks remember that name folks it's gonna come in handy um i i have imdb up by the way and it says olympic skater peggy fleming helped plan the skating scenes okay so maybe she was the double i don't know we're going with it though um <laughs> but okay so i mentioned why i wanted to recover this topic because we're doing it the three episode arc yes out of the last episode do you feel like there's something that we left out that you want to talk about um gosh there was a lot of stuff i just totally agreed with you and and, and krista um i will disagree uh, you said like oh there's no villains in this you know it's and i'm like well you could kind of argue that that um, Sonny's inner doubt is is the villain because that's that's the whole issue at the end is that he's like no I don't want to do this you know this is this is not going to work or whatever and he and he goes finally gets pulled back into it eventually but there wasn't into anything. being an artist you mean no into into doing the whole Xanadu thing and to to oh. go back to it at the end um, yeah I know um, I really really want that adorable fake poster of gene kelly in his uniform from the 40s of of his like made up career i want (laughs) if any graphic artist is out there that can take a screen cap and like clean it up and make a poster out of it i will totally buy that because that is adorable um it was like funny to listen to him go like he used to be a uh a 
like kind of vaudeville producer, but then he went into construction and that's why he's rich as fuck. He's <laughs> just like, oh yeah, Gene Kelly has a construction owner. Uh, company. Um, yeah. Exactly. And th- and that's probably how they got to do Xanadu for cheap. For cheap. Um, I laughed uproariously that Joel Silver was co-producer on this. Because he co-produced The Warriors, which was definitely quoted a lot. Like, there was some of those, like, the pop and lock zoot suit gang at the end just made me laugh so much. And there's so much of the Warriors, like, the Warrior gangs sprinkled out in this. Um, And shout out to ELO for the music. That Oh my god, yes. The orchestra or... part of ELO is is definitely visible. And I will say, so usually when I watch these movies, whether it's for the podcast or whether for my own sanity, um, usually I know the most of the music and I'll sing along with it. Um, and uh, I didn't for this because I had only seen it like once maybe before. But my husband, who was sitting next to me, started singing along to all the ELO stuff because he loves ELO. And this was on his, you know, Spotify or whatever, his CD mix for years and years and years. And I got so excited because I'm like, look, honey, you're singing along to the movie musical, (laughs) not me. I'm so excited by this. Um, And I also loved this movie kind of was ahead of its time because MTV had yet to crawl into our consciousness and if you think about all these segments these are movie yes. v- music videos like the yes, don bluth animated this is like you know it's like aha's take on me the animated kind of they animated that whole sequence and this is like the a take on me ish where it's like let's go let's go to a to a hand-drawn uh rotoscoped but then let's make them into fishes and and birds and things like that it's very much um what it what Let's is that song that she's movies. yeah what the, the song that she sings after sunny leaves mount olympus question mark yeah uh suspended end. in time i think that's what it's called yes olivia's solo at the end yeah that's the one there i was like this is a music video yeah yeah because it's got it's, it's got all that stuff and i will say i i think it's like one take of her just singing to the camera and it just kind of slowly moves zooms in. in on her. Mm-hmm. She was so fucking killer at lip syncing to her own thing. And she acted the shit out of that song. It's, it was. It, it, it was very nice watching this again. Cause yeah. I don't remember when that, ep- when the last episode came out, but like, her passing was is is mm-hmm. very hard mm-hmm. for me because like i mean i didn't know her personally for fuck's sake but like i grew up watching greece yeah. i've seen this movie like i said a bushel a bushel a bushel, a bushel of times yes so so yeah. to see to hear her and to see her i was just it was it it was just beautiful i loved it and like I didn't really watch the movie. I listened. I listened to like, (laughs) you know, when it, when all of a sudden she was singing, like I rewound Xanadu from the, um, the, the song from like, I I watched the movie and then I went back to the beginning when Gene Kelly or or when they're starting the da, 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 like I went back and rewatched the whole thing again. I think it's like a nine minute segment or something like that. It's huge. Yeah. It's a big one. Yeah. Cause like, um, I don't 
So I watch that because you can find that on YouTube, that whole nine, 10 minutes or whatever it is Mm -hmm. uh, on YouTube. And I watch that probably like a dozen times a year. Yeah. Just because like you get you get Fool Country, which I bitched about last episode about how it's not available yeah. as an MP3 or whatever or, thing, or yeah. as its own thing on the album. And you get you get you you start it with Gene um, being comfortable on skates. You get all of the 80s fashion or late 70s fashions. Yeah, because into a futuristic kind of. In, into a futuristic, which is it, yeah. which is shoulder pads and harem pants, apparently. <laughs> um, and then you get Olivia Newton-John singing. And like, yeah, she's wearing wild costumes. Yes, you can like poo-poo some parts here and there. But like that, uh, the, the image that is coming to mind right now is when they're doing the tap portion and she just turns around and it's a tight close-up on her face and she mm-hmm. smiles. And I'm just like, Olivia Newton-John, you bring me comfort, and like yeah. I, in many I know ways, it's like she's the she was the modern uh, Rita Hayworth, where yes. wherever she was on yes. camera, you just ate her up. It's just like yes, that's beautiful. Yes. She's so gorgeous. Yeah, um, yeah, and like I know that this movie was also made by mountains of cocaine, <laughs> and that um, so fun fact: this movie was yes. originally budgeted for four million dollars. Uh, it went over by 16 million. Woo-hoo. So <laughs> four times, huh? Ooh. Four times the budget. Wow. So um, I think a lot of that was cocaine. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe also the artwork. Cause like, what is this job that Sonny Malone has? I, hey, oh, oops, hang on. I've got pages of my notes flying. Um, I, I really liked the, um, the the i guess the delivery or our our diner delivery truck, truck that just said eat and then it it panned out and it was this beautiful like beautiful well designed i mean he's a great artist and that Absolutely character never artist. came back again nope. <laughs> nope. but you can go and order from eat and they will deliver yeah we need to okay so olivia newton john plays the mute plays a muse mm-hmm Presumably Tripsickery, mm-hmm. which, as we've learned from Down to Earth, Tripsickery is the muse of the fine arts, you yes. know, music, dance, theater, and all that. Why is she inspiring Sonny to fulfill a dream? That's what they say. That right. That like he's aimless. He's already an artist. Mm-hmm. He talks about like how he's. He kind of mentions how he's uninspired as an artist. Mm-hmm. He doesn't yeah. say those exact words though, which is what I feel like would have helped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I actually wrote down a couple of like more lines, <laughs> more lines, but the ones that really just kind of like oh. That's the message of the movie. She, uh, uh, um, Kira says to Sunny, I just didn't want you to close your eyes to any possibilities. And I think that is a huge message that a muse, if you're going to, if you're going to be a muse that, you know, you're not just going to hand him a platter of this is the project you're going to do. Right. It's, I'm just going to show you what's possible and you are going to spark within you within the artist in you 
and make it happen. And that's, but that's what real muses do. They don't necessarily hand it, they, they, they create a spark. They don't, they don't light the fire necessarily. And that was, that was a beautiful moment that I wrote down. I was like, the, that's the message of the movie. Like, don't close your eyes to any possibilities. That's for the business world. That's for the artistic world. That's for, you know, any sort of, any moment that you're stuck don't close your eyes to to the possibilities. Um, and I but also then she, wrote, but then she later admits that like her job was to make sure Xanadu happens. True, but he makes it happen. He, she just introduces. She just, he just guides him. Yeah, you know, exactly. He looks at the possibilities and he makes the decisions. Um, I loved the champagne scene where they're about to open Xanadu and all the construction guys are like walking around with champagne flutes. And Sonny says, I've never watched a dream come true. And I was like, oh, that means something to someone who's suddenly seeing their artistic vision come to life in front of them and to have other people help build it. And to have, you know, like, have you ever been like John, maybe maybe as a producer of a upcoming live performance? What? You're seeing, yeah, you're seeing like oh, all these people believe in the same vision that I have and are chipping in and are showing up and are commenting about it or, or you know, buying tickets or whatever it is. Well, even... There's something as an artist that's just so fulfilling. Well, even this, just yeah. us talking. Yeah. Where it's like, um, I, I go to you, a bunch of other people, and be like, tell me what you want to do this year. And you're all like, let's talk. Let's talk movies. Yay! I want to talk about this. Exactly. Or or there's every once in a while, there's um, I get a new guest that's like, I would like to come on and talk about this. And I'm like, yes, let's do it. Yeah. So yeah, it's a synergy. It's a synergy towards a common dream. And I think that's that's another thing that muses if they exist out there, hello muses, you know, they, they connect people and they make people fired up again around the same idea. Um, and the other, I think, I'm not quite sure if it was who said it, but I also wrote down dreams die, we kill them. And I was like, oh, that is so like in the middle of this cheesy cult classic, you you like that's something I would tattoo on my arm if I, you know, wanted to tattoo. One of these days, maybe. (laughs) It's our choice to kill the dreams, not some external, you know, bullshit that that comes into our lives to distract us or to just, you know, discourage us or to do the naysaying bad voice in our head that says, oh, you know, you shouldn't go for that dream. Like, no, we kill the dreams, not not anyone else. Um, so box down. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, that was, that was a great box to be on. And it yeah. was, it's very important because like, I feel like from what I've heard of other people talking about this, not just how did this get made, but like other <laughs> friends when I'm like, oh, Xanadu, yeah. They don't understand what it's really about. Mm-hmm. And like, they're like, she's a muse, blah, blah, da, da, roller rink. Yeah. And so, yeah. and so I think that what you, those quotes that you pulled out that are hidden in this movie. Yes. Like, you need to be come paying and go. attention. They come and go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I feel like you just gave the log line of yeah. both this I, one and kind of down to earth in a way. Well, 
I'd well, say this like one she... is this one is this one is so much more on its sleeve and it's more joyful and it's I think that's that's why people fell into it because whether they heard those you know those lines or not it spoke to them about keeping hope alive and keeping you know your dreams alive and uh I just I just loved the 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 precious energy of of the whole movie and I think that's why that's why and, and the idea of Xanadu as this ideal place where I wrote down like at the end where all the I keep saying the warriors but all the all the different groups different looking groups different eras probably diff lots of different sexualities and genders and it's a come as you are place and we get that earlier in the movie with Danson which Thank you for music. giving me a sexy segue because I wanted to talk more about that. Oh, good. Because <laughs> I was watching it. Yeah. And like, that's another one that sometimes I'll watch. I don't watch it as, I don't watch this uh, specific clip on YouTube yes. as much as the Xanadu song, but I have seen this one before. Right. And I, this time watching it, I really appreciated the stagecraft of the two sets coming two together eras and the sets. that that thing must have cost like at least four million dollars just to get those <laughs> those things together mm -hmm. um yes. and uh let me just say as a now mature uh woman i really liked the uh 80s or the set late 70s guy uh the hot black man <laughs> with that hot pink full body suit holy uh -huh. moses well, Ooh. and then, and I was watching this and I was oh like, you know what? We're, I mean, we're in presently in 2023, yes. um, you know, in the last few years, we have been talking about gender and about like, you know, questioning what gender is. You watch this movie and they, they've been doing it since then. Yeah. They've been doing it probably since the dawn of man, exactly. of, of person, I should say, exactly. but like, but like you're watching, you, you watch these co the, these people in these costumes in the um the synth pop yeah band yeah. era the modern one the one that Sonny Malone thinks of mm -hmm. uh and they're everyone's wearing makeup everyone's wearing something lycra and yeah. body conscious <laughs> and i mean it is it is Fun. It is it, fun. This number is so much fun. Like this whole movie is so much fun. I know. And you've bananas. You've done, yes, bananas. You've done the apple on this. On yes, this, I have the, the movie. This it was proto apple. I am sure that the 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 creators of the apple, which was what like 1984, 85, something like that. I thought it was like 80, 82. Oh, maybe. really? Eighty two. Okay, but I am sure that they were on this either the either they saw Xanadu and went, let's go do something like that in Germany. Um, but they were on the same co kind of cocaine. As, uh huh. Yeah, they were definitely on the same drugs. Yes, and maybe you're right. they had the they bought the same highlighter um, stuffs as well. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I had a lot yeah. of a lot of the Apple vibes re watching Xanadu for this for the thing. And I uh, another another thing uh, that my husband told me was that when he saw Xanadu when he was a kid, he was terrorized in the dance and sequence by the women being played as guitars. That oh, and see, out. I just noticed that really. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it, but like, I didn't, I registered it this right. time around. I was like, that's really <laughs> interesting choreography. Well, he was terrorized as a kid. He's like, what are they doing to those women? Ah, like, and then he forgot about it for 40 years. And he's like, oh, wait, 
This is the scene where the women are played by like guitars. I'm, so, I'm yeah. sorry that your husband is being triggered by you doing these episodes. But, but then he sang with ELO and all was forgiven. Yeah. No. Okay. Great. Uh, but yeah, with dancing though, mm-hmm. it was it was beautiful how like the two worlds collided. Right. Um, obviously, in the 40s, they were really wearing like 70s attire. Yeah, the the idea the, of the 40s. It was more like yeah. a Hollywood like dark zoot suit Los Angeles version of of the 40s but, as opposed to the Hollywood glamour version of the 40s. And I will also say, if you notice, the 40s conductor was wearing these, like, serial killer 70s glasses. Yes. And I was just like, that's not 40s. But then also I'm seeing that the uh, the skirts have, like, slits up to their hips, basically. Up to the uh, the waistband and everything. And I'm just like, okay, I get it. That's, that is that is for the dance. Right. So turn your mind off costume wise, but like also we don't. That's kind of a parody of the film noir kind of thing. If you if you see Bandwagon, there's a the 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 movie Bandwagon, which I think was in the fifties, like late fifties. There's a whole sequence where they do a, a spoof of nineteen forties film noir, and Sid Charisse has has one of those striped shirts with the with the um beret and the and the uh, long <laughs> long skirt with the with the slit up the side. So it's it was of the era of the 1940s just but like obviously to the 70s yeah but like obviously they're doing it for the the choreography that's going to happen exactly yep uh but yeah i i that song that that one like you had it you said it right and it and i didn't really think of it until this watch this these are all music videos strung very loosely together by a weak story (laughs) but an inspiring one and but inspiring like like watching i'm alive that was beautiful it was a great dancing and and it is a it it is a sorry to interrupt it is a um it's a multi-generational story because it is nostalgia with gene kelly and the 1940s Mm -hmm. and then it's hip for the younger generation who are all on cocaine. So the older generation might be on, you know, reefer at the time, maybe. Um, <laughs> but I can totally imagine someone in their 60s or 70s watching this and going, this is only like 30 years ago. There were 40 years ago that, you know, this is this is my childhood. And, and this, this is when I grew up, when I was a young snapping, you know, 20 or 30 year old. And and this is really sweet. Yeah. I mean, this movie is really only forty three years old, so oh, we're still exactly. doing that today. Doing that. <laughs> I will say, I will, and we can go into the sharps and flats later if you want to. Are we still doing those on this one? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'll I'll wait until I have one. I have one note for Ms. Olivia. <gasps> John, a little, a little bit. Well, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. Yeah. Uh, I. <laughs> I mean, this this movie is wild. Um, uh, Danny McGuire is well. Okay, so Danny McGuire, Gene Kelly's character, was. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm only just repeating that because hey, hold, think about that name. Yep. That's important. Oh, Danny McGuire. Um, good Irish, Irish. Danny McGuire. He was in the army. And he played he played the clarinet in like the army band or something. In the army band that the other muse that looks very much like Olivia Newton John uh-huh. 
was in as a singer. Yes. And okay. then, and so he had this band, they had this big band kind of thing experience. And then he went into construction. So then he leaves the army, he gets the construction company and he has a dream to do something. And then again, I feel like Miss Kira, believe mm-hmm. you knew John, is also playing a long con with him. Yeah. <laughs> Since the forties. Yeah, exactly. To... It's very, it's kind of charming in that way. Would you go to Xanadu if it was real? The uh, I can't, roller rink. I can't skate worth shit anymore, but uh, I would totally not every, go. Not everyone skates there. I know. I know. Okay. You could be the. Uh, you I could, would totally go there. Yeah. You could be the uh, acrobat that's only being held up by her neck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or I could stand in the middle and and do and do a disco number. That would definitely be. I would I would do Olivia's uh, numbers multiple. With the, sh- with the shoulder numbers. pads and shoulder, shoulder pads, pads and harem pants. I also want to know where they got some of those chairs that looked like old microphones have you just like the ones with the gray ones with the black lines they look like old microphones carved out really and they were gorgeous and i like the scene where they're just talking they're in xanadu where it's almost ready to go and they're like looking around and they're in these amazing amazing looking chairs so Ooh. if anyone knows where those are let me know I'll, i also I'll don't understand i'll fit them in my one bedroom somehow Okay, we kind of we kind of talked about him. Let's talk more about Sunny. Okay, right off the bat, it's weird that our one of our main characters that we're supposed to like follow and I guess like root for at least root for is so negative, so like like um fuck you, fuck your art, fuck everything. Also, I don't, I still don't understand <laughs> what he does for a living and like if that's a real job or if they made it up for the movie. <laughs> I, well, no, it has to, it has to, um, it's, it's kind of like we have photo, we have printers that blow up, you know, artists graphics to put on a billboard. They had to blow up the art from a, from a vinyl to something that could be seen on the side of like like in a that, in an you know in a in a vinyl shop like on the wall or something just an eye-catching billboard of some sort but the other like, the other thing that i don't understand is how he's getting yelled at for making it look too good it's like good. isn't that the point that's the point right to make no, it but you you finish you got it you got to get him going you got to finish this one and get on to the next one don't make don't don't make it perfect. You, the eye is not going to see all those details because it's going to be up like oh, 50 I feet. See. It's I not going to be that good. See, n- this is this is why I'm revisiting this because yeah. different different eyes, different mind. It's quantity over quality sometimes with those, with those, you know. But like, do we... Mm, so he goes through this journey and I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about him at the end because he's such... He's such a negative Nancy. <laughs> you think he's going to gonna like with. when 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 Kira leaves? Does Kira leave? No, like Kira doesn't. Well, leave. she goes. Sierra, back, right? Sierra, this is a great moment for yeah. you to open up your email because oh, I emailed no. you a picture. Okay. What is? You that? see it? Yes. There's... So after Kira sings Xanadu and right. her and her sister shoot up to heaven. Yes. Uh. Sunny Malone finally realizes he saw magic happen. Yes. Um, He's and like, holy and, fuck, only CG would actually make that happen in real life. Okay. What? And apparently he's alone in Xanadu. Uh-huh. And 
I noticed this now, and I, like I said, I've seen this movie a bushel of times. If you look in this image that I'll put up on the Instagram or whatever, Sunny is standing there, empty room, nobody else. But then there's that shadowy figure, ghostly, ghostly, the ghostly figure, who's all in white with long hair of some sort. Well, you just see the silhouette of her, yeah, and so like, yeah, like what? (laughs) This movie like made another beautiful statement by saying that she never. leaves him him. well you can kind of argue that's what a muse never leaves you once you've once you've had the 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 kiss of it of the The kiss of the muse it will will never she will never leave you and so last episode we taught i i talked at length about the ending scene in the in uh the office where i thought it was rita hayworth coming in but you said no it's not at the end of this movie you see Olivia Newton. It is Olivia Newton John. It mm-hmm. is it, this one is. But like she sings a whole real footage worth of of, of songs. Right, yeah. but then but I mean at the very very end, you know, she shoots up to heaven, we see the ghostly image and then uh Danny orders a drink from a a, a server who just so happens to be look like her. Ali- no, it is her. It is okay. her this time, right? Okay. Yes. All right. But they get to know each other as new people though. Yeah, where he's like he want to talk for a second and then it goes silent and it ends. And I'm just like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I would like to know what that conversation is or exactly. like see the both of you leave, actually leave. Like that's, that's what I think is weird about this, where I think they were trying to again, have another classic Hollywood homage moment of right. like the two leads and they're falling in love and, um, they don't kiss yeah. this time because they've already kissed. But what what I think I needed was to not see them have a silent conversation mm-hmm, <laughs> and, then, right. and then go yeah. to black. Right. I think I needed to see them leave. Yeah, I mean, the language of the movie and the structure and the very ending of the scene is that he's going to be with Kira at the end. It's just going to be in the in the physical body of this this waitress who's, you know, God, I hope that's a, that's Kira yeah. and not her possessing somebody else. Because then that's no. another no. Because she's slew say, of somewhere in somewhere in time, she's saying you know why she really wants to be with with this human, and you know the 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 the, the offstage voices, uh, Wilfred Hyde White and Coral Brown are their are the actors' names. Um, you know they're playing basically mom and dad. Kind of like okay, let go down and. And be with your human, uh, very much like like um, like down to earth. Um, uh, when they have, yeah. when they talk about time, I'm like, yes, this is what it feels like currently. Currently, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, and did you know? Did you notice? Uh, so Carol Brown, uh, the the mom basically of of Kira, um, she played Vera in Mame, the movie. That's her. Oh, yeah, a little movie movie musical connection right there. Um, just a little thing yeah um do you have anything else though that you want to talk about before we get to sharp and flat i really liked the um the busby berkeley kind of sequence at the very end with all the 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 tap dancing muses and then they turned into tigers at one point and oh they just went through i told the full country i, I told it, it I told uh, Olivia wanted real footage, and so they just had her change costumes and do different 
different you know moments throughout that whole entire thing so she could just be like okay i'm just taking 16 bars of each of these moments and putting it real together yeah and i like i hated the cowboy look ew and see i hated her goddess look at the end or whatever the space look oh yeah you didn't like her costume i I still don't like it there's i think i think it's the hair it doesn't and i think it's and i think it's also the color of the robe because like the other outfits that we've seen her she's at least in the same palette yeah if you will i'm bringing up color story again everyone i'm not sorry (laughs) about it this is my podcast um so then like they're in blue white cream i don't know and she's in like a purple i think she's in a bronze it's a bronze bronze. a bronze shiny robe Mm. And I'm like, okay, this, at least they don't marry together. And I think that's more, I I, I think I've come to the conclusion that it's the looks aren't to get cohesive. Right. And I want her to match them rather than them match her. Cause like, I like, I like the little hat. Yes. Yes. I like the dress, Mm -hmm. but like, that's me. That's my, my opinion. What were you about to say? I'm sorry. I, I, you know, at first glance, I thought that, um, because who is who is the um there's a a very specific person who did the costumes oh bobby mannix costume designer because i wrote it i wrote it in all over the world where they're just going from one crazy outfit to the next Hmm. and part of me was surprised that bobby actually did sketches of some of the costumes like like you know even the, in the chorus definitely obviously they designed for olivia and Jean and and sunny and things like that but so much of some of those sequences were like let's go raid a costume shop and find okay we got seven tiger costumes we can we can get seven tiger costumes onto seven ladies oh what are these other cost like and then throw them like the spider outfits in in that all over the world sequence just oh. that would that broke my fate my my head so much i just was like where did they get what choice was that and i feel okay. like your pink spandex crush yes yeah is in if you're out there pinky tell, <laughs> call me is in all over the world as well mm-hmm. wearing the same exact makeup but just different Diff- yeah i think there's a lot of <laughs> mixing and matching but also some beautiful designs that you know bobby did from scratch so yeah go her all right let's get into sharp and flash shall we Flash. so in this section we're going to highlight some moments whether or not we talked about it if we liked it it's sharp and if we didn't like it or thought it could change it's flat and since this is second chance theater john gets to revisit his old sharps and flats so sierra this is your time you do whatever you want you want to start you want to go back and forth by yourself do you want to start with sharps do you want to start with flats i will i will uh, let me let me do flats because some of these i'm agreeing with some of your sharps okay um i agree on uh the fact that the the muse sisters didn't have very many personalities i think they could have had a lot more fun with them popping in and out Maybe one of them could have been driving the eat truck or something like that, you know, where it's like every once in a while. Yeah, because yeah, I did notice bit. this time 
the ones that uh, were on the bikes that he steals. Yeah. And the short I shorts. could have sworn the popcorn girl was also another one, but I'm not 100% on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I think she was the short shorts. It's like a shot of her ass in shorts. And then mm -hmm. finally we see her face. Um, I, you know, I will say that the the idea of the 40s in the costuming could have been a lot better, like I said, like the but I understand, hey, yes. we'll, we'll take what he wants. Um, I my my note to uh, Ms. Olivia, uh -oh. wherever are you listening to when she sang? Um, she will come song? down to heaven and you she know, will have to correct ass. you. I know, I know. <laughs> but there is um, the opening sequence where the 1940s uh, the nostalgia pops up and it's uh you made me love you is which is a classic uh song is of, that what that is you made me love you I didn't okay love you, I oh i do have it on my list it. great she was not doing a 1940s vocal style it was a 1970s okay style of 1940s and she may agree with you on this one. I'll yeah, allow it. <laughs> I, I just think a lot of it is very like, okay, we'll just sing the song, but there's there's a whole style to, to the 1940s. Um, this is kind of a sharp, but it's also a flat. So, so it's a new and a, a natural. Well, it's a, wow, that was bad and I love it. Um, okay. <laughs> was um, the, the boss, Simpson. He had a lot of scenes where he's wearing a mustache and a beard. And then in one sequence, he's wearing a really bad fake mustache. And it must have been, they must have like, he must have like been like, okay, you're wrapped, you're wrapped for the show, for the, for the movie. Okay. And then he shaved it. And then they're like, oh, wait, come back. We have one more scene to, to shoot. And they're like, oh, reshoots. We have to put that mustache back on. And it is the worst thing I've seen in a long time. Um, so yeah, those are, those are, I mean, as flats go, I always look at, especially when something is of its era and, and so earnest and it becomes a cult classic for a reason because either it's ahead of its time or it has just so much sort of love mm -hmm. and purpose behind it, even if it's kind of batshit crazy. I can't fault it for that kind of stuff. No. I can't. I fall in love with it, you know, like this one or the Apple or any sort of movie that's kind of, you know, just, okay, that's what it is. And you can't well, take it by its, by its face value. I mean, we've done episodes in the past where we yeah. can fault them and yeah. flat them a hundred percent. And you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. There's at least two movies that I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, but then, but it's all about the execution is if, if you, come at it from a point of love even even bad b movies you're like wow they really oh no 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 i meant story. more like holiday in yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but that's it's still a good movie and it's a good movie but like the the flat the content, is that yes yeah yes. content at certain times is not to be repeated ever again yeah right um yeah um the i mean the the Sharps, obviously Gene Kelly and mm -hmm. his beautiful smile. I would hit that at any age. Um, I loved Olivia's solo, Suspended in Time. I, you know, that, her lip sync at the end and the way that they did that. Um, ELO and just the ability to make 
these beautiful orchestrations happen even in a digital like keyboard um was was good um i love the overall message about dreams in the movie which i think uh, you know and inclusivity at the end i think that's lovely by the way yes when the movie was released gene mm-hmm. kelly was 68 68 yeah 68 so he's probably 67 maybe when they were filming yeah maybe so he like probably died like in this he died in 1996 yeah oh yeah i remember so i was in my uh ucla dorm and i came in did you have a vigil (laughs) i i probably did but i came into uh my room and my um you know we had a whiteboard uh that my roommate would you know we would write messages to each other blah blah Uh and and she wrote uh your mom called gene kelly died unhappy face oh unhappy face and i can only imagine because my mom when she was growing up she was born in 1938 so when she was growing up she had a crush on gene kelly and so when i was growing up i had a crush on gene kelly so obviously when she heard the news um probably reading it in the san francisco chronicle or something like that before before we could even you know hear it from google alert google alert exactly (laughs) so she was the first person you know i was the first person for her to call and just say gene kelly died and i was i was pretty smashed on that one yep um i still don't understand how they got gene kelly to do this movie (laughs) i know i know i i again to cite how did this get made they said that he only took this movie because it was close to his house like where they were filming so hey. transportation wasn't that far Must but i don't understand santa monica area because that's where most of that was done <laughs> besides him saying yes for that i don't understand yes. how they got gene kelly for this movie. <laughs> yes yeah well he there's oh god there is a really bad um did I write it down? So the you know I'm a I'm a fan of like mystery science theater and we watch bad movies all the time even just to make fun of it. And there is a really awful movie that Gene Kelly is in. Oh, what's it called? Oh, Viva Knievel. It's a night from 1977. So right before this. And yes, Evil Knievel is in it. Plays a motorcycle. I'm so happy. Thing. And Gene Kelly plays the villain the asshole it's unbelievable that's rare right it's very rare because usually usually he's a scoundrel maybe a misogynist like womanizer but he learns in the end to be like a romantic you know kind of lead but he is just this bitter 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 asshole and it is kind of fun to watch but it's a bad movie (laughs) um do you have any other sharps or flats or naturals or whatever that you want to list I, you know, I can't skate worth a damn, but I would love to be in the stage musical. Uh, Mary Testa is like my casting because I love like the comedy, comedy bit roles for one of the muses. And I would love to, to, did you see to it? play that. I did not. And I heard okay. it's amazing. And I heard it's like. They wonderful. do take the they, piss out of this movie. Yeah, they honor lot. it, but they, but they lovingly do so. And I think that's, that's the way to do it. Um, yeah. like Carrie Butler listening to the cast album Carrie Butler makes fun of um, Olivia Newton-John's yeah. fluctuating accent in this oh, movie oh lovely see that's so, the way to do it that's the way to like yeah, point it it's, out 
and but also have fun with it at the same time and to be like i was paying attention i'm paying attention to this <laughs> cult thing and making notes and watching the details because because they spent 16 million dollars making it we might as well 20 total 20, 20 oh, million 20 oh i see 16 million more added gotcha. yeah over <laughs> um yeah. so because this is a second chance theater yes my question in this for me is do I agree with my former Sharps and Flats? Yes, a thousand percent. And I had a natural, which was the studio scene. I still don't understand it, but I <laughs> kind of love it. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. But I have new ones. Okay. New Sharps and new Flats. So you started with Flats. I'll start with my new flat. I had just one new flat and that is Sonny Malone. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, a wet blanket at times, you know. Yeah, he literally sees magic happen and doesn't react to it. He goes to another dimension and doesn't and isn't like, wow, <laughs> I didn't die. <laughs> I almost ran into a wall, but like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, I had faith and went his the yeah. The quote unquote meet cute of him and Olivia Newton John when she kisses him and then skates off. Daddles. She has a trail of light behind her and he says nothing about that. So he like he's on cocaine himself, I guess. He's like, whoa, trails. Okay. Okay. Um, but I have new sharps. I agree okay. with you. I didn't sharp Gene Kelly last time. I don't know why. Bad on me. So I'm sharpening him this time. Um I want to sharp the animated sequence. Again, it's bonkers and I but like the the details in that too were like he has a vest, she has her leg warmers, and in the animals it's super cute they're represented it's super cute um and then this is really dumb but i want to sharp that black woman in dancing the one in the 40s i don't know who she is i i think she thought she was a featured dancer or something Mm -hmm. she's up front and center yeah Uh, power to you sharp 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 like she could have been the joel silver's girlfriend at the time i don't know I if I mean she she's got that black dress yeah. on. It doesn't have any slits on it, so she's not a dancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got a great wig on. Like she is front and center, <laughs> and I'm just here for it. Yeah. Uh, yes, that might be a little campy of a sharp, but yeah, doing it. That's fine. Uh, oh, I also okay. want a sharp. So obviously, during the finale, the Xanadu finale, where everyone's roller skating. Obviously, they had a central casting call for people who can dance on on skates to varying degrees of attractiveness or skill or whatever. And there is one like tiny nerd dude who's on skates. I think he has a beard and glasses mm-hmm. and he he's in almost every single like shot in the back. And he is just so cute. Like just just like. He's not a movie star, and he's just he's just enjoying kind of with like this kind of like um dum 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 okay I'm gonna clap here and I'm just gonna skate and I'm gonna do the choreography and he was adorable. So whoever you are out there, I saw you. And you know what? I want to sharp this one, this other guy in that moment too. <laughs> he's one of the blue shirts, the one with the uh poofy. I don't think Eric Estrada actually had this hairstyle, but it's the one that I think of. This guy, he he is in the trio of blue shirts mm-hmm. at first, and he's giving you this mug 
this face that's like you didn't cast me in Greece, but here I am in Xanadu. Yes, I'm fu- I'm a like like he's like I should have been a fucking T bird, and but here really- I am. Yeah, beauty school dropping out the shit out of the sequence. Yeah, <laughs> look that's at what's me. Wonderful hand about drive. these. I, that's what I love about these movie musicals is that you can pause and just like see, see everything, your, see everything, and and enjoy all the choices or non choices or consistencies in directing. Because sometimes chorus members will be like, "Oh, we were told to make these kind of funny, funny faces," and then. Others are like, I have been given no dis- direction whatsoever. So. And you see all of that and in you see that all number. Of it. Yep. Because there's a there's a there's a group that are like, I'm doing the steps and I'm just here. La, la, yep, la, la. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know what. I'm... And then there are others that are like giving a thousand percent, being like, This is yep. going in my reel. If yep, that was a exactly. term back then, I don't know. Maybe. But maybe. maybe. Um. Would you add any of the songs to your life's playlist? I I'm probably gonna like add the entire score to just listen to, um, mainly because I want to do it with my husband. And <laughs> <laughs> finally, on some things, um, and I also really loved um, the ah, the suspended in time solo. I could probably turn that into a fun audition piece. I like. That. Um, you know what? I I had ones last time, but I'm going to just say the whole thing. Like, I like the yeah. yellow. The unfortunate thing, though, is that in the movie, there are 15 songs on the soundtrack. There are only 10, and I'm pissed. You can't so, find those last Well, five? also, okay, so Magic is repeated twice, so really there's 14 songs in this movie. Um, well, and Xanadu has a repro- Okay, so 13. So, Fool Country, You Made Me Love You, which is and, just in the, kind of in the background. Yeah, but I still want to listen to Olivia okay. Newton-John sing. Right. Well, okay. Um, and then I'm looking, I'm checking the fall. Drum Dreams? That might just be the beginning portion of Xanadu with um, uh, uh, where they're doing the clap, clap, ho thing and everything. Maybe, yeah. It's more I'm of okay a with that one transition kind of thing. Yeah, I'm okay with that one not being on it, but I want yeah. Fool Country and You Make Me Love You Made Me Love You mm-hmm. on this on a soundtrack somewhere because I like Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. Uh, cool. And on that note, Sierra, we did it again. Yay! We're number two the episode number two of number three. Two. Um, where can the good people find you? Uh, I am online. Uh, my name Sierra Ryan, S I E R R A R E I N, on the Twitter and the Facebook and the Instagram and uh, the dot com as well. I'll probably update if I get some good news coming up. I might update uh, a couple things that I'm up to, and uh, and I'm gonna do this, you know, live production. Uh, of 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 life's but a song podcast at the Lori oh. Beachman Theater. Oh, uh, what is this? What is this? Is this well, a segue for me to? Yes, I think so. Why don't Why don't oh. Mister Producer? Hey, Mister Producer. <laughs> well, and you can hear Sierra sing a medley of ELO songs at the <laughs> Life's But a Song Live. She's not oh. doing that. I'm kidding. Oh my god, that'd be fun. <laughs> but yeah, we're doing so. uh February 19th, 2023. For those of you who are listening to this episode in the future, in the super future, past that date, I'm sorry, it already happened, but we are doing a live. So it is, it is a cabaret. Uh, I got a bunch of 
besties of the pod together. We're going to entertain you for a while. Don't really know how long it's going to be, but we're going to see. It is at the Lori Beachman Theater in New York City. So if you're going to be in New York on February 19th or you live in New York and you're a friend of mine, please come. Please come. Uh, we we were celebrating. We're celebrating. We're celebrating yep. things. Um, may also be around my birthday, so please come. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and if uh you uh well, we asked some questions that were left unanswered. I don't remember any of them because I just blacked out this entire episode. But if you have the answers to them, you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail dot com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at buttersongpod. Tell me why you love this movie <laughs> and why it's a great movie. I don't want to hear any haters because no. this is a great movie. And okay, so you've listened to Down to Earth. You just listened to us recover Xanadu for Second Chance Theater. And now the next and final episode of this three episode arc with Sierra. Don't worry, she's coming back for other ones in the future. Uh, <laughs> but this three episode arc is going to be closing with the rita hayworth george uh, george no the rita hayworth gene kelly movie cover girl Yay. put the bass in the walk i'm sorry every time i read that or say the title i go into the rupaul song all right you know that that's going to be the remake of cover girl in the future starring rupaul, RuPaul. yes <laughs> i'm excited I'm looking forward to that i want that to happen uh but sierra thank you so much for I mean, I know I didn't have to twist your arm when I just said Gene Kelly. So, yeah, but no. thank you for coming down this path with me. Thank and you. we still have some uh, some dots to connect and we'll connect yeah. them in the next episode. Stay tuned. Cliffhanger. Bye for now, everyone. Bye. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day. <laughs>